0: It is Thursday, June 20th, and this is The Rally. Hey, everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. And, well, if you haven't clicked around the baseball part of the internet today, you might not know what happened last night, but the ending of last night's Rail Riders game went viral between Sports Illustrated, Barstool Sports, MLB's Cut 4, Sports Center, on and on it goes. The Rail Riders had such... An improbable, impossible ending to their victory last night. 7, 6, and 10 innings over the Norfolk Tides. Let's get into the highlights. And Norfolk scored in the top of the second inning. So promptly in the bottom of the second, on the first pitch, it was Kyle Higashioka evening the score.
1: Here's a fly ball to straightaway center field off the bat of Kyle Higashioka. This is back. This is gone. One pitch. And the Rail Riders have even the score. 11th home run of the season for Kyle Higashioka. His 31st run batted in.
0: The Tide scored twice in the top of the third, but the Rail Riders got a run back in the fifth, and Ryan McBroom's 433-foot solo home run made it 3-2 Norfolk on top. So cut the deficit in half. We don't play that highlight for you because, well, Ryan McBroom homered later, but before that, in the interim, Norfolk added runs to its lead A run in the 7th, a run in the 8th, and so going into the bottom of the 8th inning, the Tides had a 5-2 lead. So a bit of a hole for the Rail Riders to dig themselves out of, but the aforementioned Ryan McBroom helped them take the first step forward in the comeback.
1: Overhead wind, kick, and toss, and McBroom towers one to left. This time, no chance, it's gone. What a blast from Ryan McBroom, further than the first. And the Rail Riders, now within two, thanks to McBroom's second homer of the night.
0: So then it was a two-run game, and the ninth inning began with a double from Mike Talkman. This came off of Tanner Scott, who was brought in as a closer to try and lock down the victory. But Talkman a double, and things were off on the right foot. A lineup by Kyle Higashioka was followed up by Tyro Estrada reaching base, and runners were at first and second with one away for Tyler Wade.
1: The toss to Wade. Lines it out towards left center field. Chasing is Dwight Smith Jr.
0: This is going to touch
1: the grass. Tochman's going to score. Here comes Tyro Estrada. He'll score standing. A double for Tyler Wade. Almost a carbon copy of a ball. He hit a couple of innings back. And the Rail Riders even it up 5-5. Bottom of the ninth inning and the winning run is 180 feet away with a left
0: turn. Not only did Wade tie the game, he was the potential winning walk-off run in scoring position with only one out. And so the Norfolk Tides followed that double by Wade by intentionally walking Ryan McBroom. Runners were at first and second with still one out, but Trey Ambergie, Mike Ford couldn't get the job done. And so the game went to the 10th. The 10th inning featured the pace of play runner. The runner starts at second base to begin the inning. And eventually Jace Peterson came home to score on a wild pitch by David Sosby. So we go to the bottom of the 10th, and the Norfolk Tides have a 6-5 lead. The runner at second is Gosuke Kato. He pinched ran for Mike Ford. The first batter up, Logan Morrison, struck out looking. There's one out. There's a runner at second. Most people in the ballpark know that Gosuke Kato represents the tying run, not the winning run. But as you'll hear, the one man who matters most lost track of the situation That'd be right fielder Anderson Feliz as Bravick Valera, the Rail Riders shortstop, came to the dish. Here's the 1 0 to Valera.
1: Line drive down to the right field corner, long run. This drops fair and goes Kate Coteau will score. Anderson Feliz is just jogging to the ball and Valera is still running. Valera rounds second, rounds third. Bravick coming home and the Rail Riders win. Anderson Feliz thought the ball game was over. He picked it up off the warning track, throws it into the stands, and Scranton-Wilkes-Barre wins. Coteau was going to score. Valera was going to get to second with the double. Instead, he comes all the way around, and Scranton-Wilkes-Barre wins it 7-6. Unreal.
0: Just a crazy ending to the game as Breivik Valera ran to second, ran to third, and by the time he had gotten to third base, the ball was already up in the crowd. The home plate ump Jeremy Riggs pointed to the plate, and Valera came around to score the seventh and decisive run of the night for scranton Wilkesbury a 7-6 walk-off winner. A frenzied 6,689 fans stuck around to watch that one. They came for Aaron Judge, and if they stuck it out the whole way, they got to see an exciting, exciting win last night for the Railriders. Before yesterday's game, we catch up with somebody who's been really, really good for the Railriders this season. JP Fireisen finished last year on a down note, suffering an elbow injury that required minor but season-ending elbow surgery, not anything along the lines of Tommy John. His season last year featured a 3.45 ERA over 60 innings, 59 strikeouts and the numbers for him this year, so much better than that. Joe Vasile wanted to know from JP, first off, what's been the key to his early success in 2019?
2: Just the fact this year, uh, my arm's healthy, I feel really good, and my body's feeling really good. Um, And then just having three pitches to use, uh, having a fastball to to, uh, attack guys with, and then uh, a changeup and a breaking ball to put them away with.
3: Are you using your changeup and breaking ball any differently this year? or Have you worked on specifically developing one of those two during the offseason?
2: Yeah, um, kind of, I mean, with my changeup and my breaking ball, uh, they were kind of just uh, subpar pitches for me last year, and uh, this year I've been able to use them in, in counts where I've been behind to, to get back into
3: counts and, and then uh, use them also when I'm getting ahead of guys to put them away with. Here with J.P. Eyes, and a couple of years ago, obviously for fans who might not know, came over in the trade from the cleveland indians for andrew miller Let me you have a little perspective on that with it being a couple of years in the rearview mirror what do you remember about that and what was your reaction then and and kind of what does that meant in terms of the development of your career
2: uh, i mean when, when it happened it was a, a big shock uh, i didn't think i was really going to be involved in any trades um but yeah and then just coming over here um getting to work with different different pitching coaches and and uh and also being around i mean like guys like cc uh in spring training and, and kind of learning from those guys uh it's been really awesome and then also having having obviously hall of famers around like uh reggie jackson is, is just pretty crazy because with the indians you didn't see that as much and obviously with the iconic franchise of like the yankees you, you get to be
3: around those guys more yeah you know it seems like we talked to a lot of guys and they'll say about cc during spring training working with a lot of the minor leaguers what is it that he does with you guys that makes him stand out versus you know some other guys I mean, if you just watch him go through his
2: preparation um, and all the stuff that he does to, to get ready to go on the mound, but also when you have a conversation with him, he, he makes you feel like you're equal to him when, when he's got 17, 18 years in the big leagues and probably going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but he, he makes you feel like you belong there with him. Um, and, I mean, if you have questions for him, he, he has something, uh, some sort of answer or has some sort of guidance for you. So it's, it's really
3: awesome. Also now working a couple of years with Tommy Phelps. What has he meant in terms of your development here in Scranton over the last few years?
2: Yeah, Tommy and I uh, have been good. It's, uh, it's been good. We, we've been working on my breaking ball quite a bit together and uh, finally getting it down. And, and it's taken a little bit of work, but uh, it's good because Tommy knows how to spin the ball. Um, that's how he, what he was good at in his career. Um, so it, uh, helping me out, uh, learning how to spin it myself. And then just mentality-wise, uh, make, making sure I keep attacking hitters
3: the way I should here with J.P. Fireisen, Rail Riders, relief pitcher. I want to flash you back again a couple of years. You went to a small school, Wisconsin-Stevens Point, Division Three. Were drafted out of there. What was that experience like playing at, you know, maybe not a major baseball school on a national level, still a good program, but how did that maybe impact your career, especially early on and prepare you for what's been a, a pretty good pro career? Uh, I think it just prepared me uh, mentally that,
2: uh as a team in d3 you're 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 not really looking to move on and play pro ball so when uh when you're playing as a team and and winning every day that's kind of your focus and you don't really care about your your personal self and your personal numbers so um as far as bringing it bringing it to pro ball it's it's just kind of the same thing you you got to just enjoy the game of baseball and and we're here a lot i mean we have 140 games this year um you're here with these guys every day and and i think that uh Just having that winning mentality makes it more fun every day to come to the
3: ballpark and want to win the ball game. We see your family a lot, kind of on social media, interacting, and and obviously we know that they're very supportive. What has that meant to you in your career and and in your life in general, just outside of baseball? I mean, it's it's
2: amazing. Uh, My grandma watches every single game, so and I get a text from her every time I, I go in the game, and whether I do good or bad, she always says she loves me. So. Uh, I'm very lucky. Um, I mean, my mom's 1 of 7, and I know uh, they're all watching the games as well, and then my dad's 1 of 5, so we have a really big family. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm just really lucky, and after every outing, I have uh, texts from my family and telling me that I love, they love me no matter what I do. So it's just nice to know that uh, outside of baseball, you have uh, something to bounce back on and, and enjoy. What would making the major leagues mean to you? I mean, it's obviously a, a goal ever since you're a little kid, and uh, I mean, it would, it would it would mean everything to me. I mean, it's uh, it's not as much as family and and, uh, and doing stuff for them, but but making the major leagues would be amazing.
0: Big thanks to JP Fire for being our pregame guest, and thanks to you. For making the really part of your day today. We've got First Pitch tonight coming up at 7.05. Rail Riders go for a three-game sweep over the Norfolk Tides. Daniel Camerani gets the ball for Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. Pre-game coverage with Adam, Marco, and me begins at 6.35 on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-N-O. A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.